This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Is the swarm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the wet and willied Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm great. We're back, folks. Sorry we took a little bit of a hiatus there. The, the new year, you know, and all the holidays and all that shit just happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had to do, do, the, do the work. It know? got busy. Yeah. But we're back, and we're back in sketch. Like, we're going to be, you're going to get one a week for the rest of... Uh, mm-hmm. The foreseeable future. Yeah. Right up into the prince. <laughs> Cannot wait. At number 100. Yep. The prince. Direct, can you give us a little taste of who directed that? Do you I don't know who know? directed it, but you got big heavyweights in that movie. Mm-hmm. Jason got, Patrick. Bruce Willis. John Cusack? No. Is it him? Is he in there? Somebody else. Maybe it is him. Some other guy. Uh, that's going to be a big one. Prince? He's in there? He's gone. You know, but we're here, and we're very proud uh, to bring you the one you guys have all been begging for. Um, today we're doing a film called The Swarm. But if you guys don't know what the movie Microscope is, it's a show where we zoom in. We watch a film with a set of uh, directional eyes. We 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 stare deep into the heart of what's in there, and uh, we pump out the good juice. Right? <laughs> so if we were watching. Duplex. Oh, we might we might talk about the scene where our lead is it Ben Affleck? I mean uh, Ben Ben Stiller. Stiller. Ben Stiller. The scene where he uh, can sift the homogeny out of milk. Okay, we won't be talking about those moments. Mm-mm. We're talking about the little moments. Uh, Drew Barrymore in that film, I oh, think. Thank God. Who else? Does it matter? <laughs> yes, Drew Barrymore, man. That chin, you don't like. She's Drew got. Her, uh, she's got. Her chin is. She's got like Rene Russo chin a little bit. I think so. Yeah, she's like a nice. That'd be a nice person to know. Drew Barrymore she seems like a nice About person. Fifteen years ago, oh, when she, she was nice. like really a big time deal. I don't know. She's been through some shit though. You know, of course, little, little she, girl lost. She had a tough time as a child actress, but. She overcame it, and she's still uh, working today. Did you read her memoirs? I did not. Okay. Did you? No. I, I skipped through the, just to see when she, who was she, you know, when she was getting it, seeing who she was getting it from. Well, sometimes a paramour of one Justin Long. Justin Long and I have something in common. What's that? 
same first name. Oh, they're going to make a sexual joke. No, oh, of course not. You both you both have been hollowed out by the creeper. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the creeper, uh-huh. there's plenty of creepers in this film that we we did and watched tonight. <laughs> yeah, I it's funny. Um, we were going to be doing a different movie with a guest tonight, and it fell through. So we're going to do that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a big one. Well, I've never seen this movie. We watched it together tonight. You bought it uh, uh, off of iTunes, I believe, and yes. said, we must watch this. Unbeknownst to us... Did uh, not realize the running time. The running time is quite long. It's forever. It's like two and a half hours. Yeah. And they uh, beefed it up from its theatrical release. Yeah. Which when it a, hit Laserdisc. A hefty hour and like 57 minutes. They put... A, they, I don't know if it's the right term. They smooshed a lot of scenes back into it of, I imagine, the townsfolk talking. I think it's a lot of stuff of people walking from one location to the next. There were... I would... I hate to say but I would like to see the theatrical cut because I wonder if it actually had uh, paid attention to scene length. Well, it was a huge failure. I know well, so it was directed by Irwin Allen, who was a producer and director, I think, of a lot of, as you pointed out, a lot of... Uh, um, disaster films. Disaster films, yeah. yeah. And I think he began the disaster fil- film tra- uh, craze and then ended it with a string of failures, well, this being one of them. Well, you know, one of the people in those theaters was a little, little German tot named Roland Emmerich. Yeah, I know. He passed the baton, didn't he? Yeah. I have to say that I've... Irwin... Uh, sorry, Roland Emmerich has made some bad films. This is worse than <laughs> than anything he's touched. Think so? Yes. What do you think? I, I don't know. This was a tough sit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed your discomfort. I didn't <laughs> terribly enjoyed it. I didn't want to get. Maybe it's. Well, you know, we know often review movies on this show. We just talk about. We zoom in, right? Yeah. Um. Mind if I zoom in? Yeah. This is a piece of shit. Erwin <laughs> Allen sucks. He's <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> I was enjoying your, your <laughs> hatred of him throughout. Uh, he apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, this movie is such a failure that when people brought it up to him, he silenced them. Yeah. Don't talk about Don't talk to me about the swarm. Um, they went... Another thing about this movie, it's so bad, but... There's a lot of effort that was put into this film, yep. especially um, uh, they they tore the <laughs> stingers off of 800,000 bees for this movie. <laughs> what a job. And they fired a few people that weren't um, that weren't good enough because uh, I guess the bee, people are still having a re- reaction to the the venom in some bees. They had to fire a few people to get the right dude. Yeah, that would you know make everything safe. I like the fact that this probably took a year and a half out of people's lives. <laughs> so why don't you talk a little bit about the plot of this? Well, uh, first film. let me tell you, if I'm not mistaken, I had the novelization for this. <laughs> of course you did. I I will say this: I have never seen this. I don't believe, but I believe. I think when I was a kid, I think I was terrified of this movie. Um, you know, there was a, certainly when we were kids, there was a, we had, there was a fear of the African bee, right? Yeah. The, that was a, the killer bees was a thing. Yeah. People did not want black people to get good grades. 
and uh, um, and also, I think I must have seen some shots of people covered in bees. Like I think there was there's a couple there's a bunch of shots of that of people covered in bees in this movie. I think I saw that and that it worried me. Like if I went outside and got near like a beehive, that might happen. Yep. So. I know somebody who was killed by bees. Of course you do. I do. What happened? My dad's boss. He used to work with this guy when we first moved to Georgia. Uh-huh. Uh, and he was an older guy. Okay. We went to their house for dinner a couple of times. His name was, I think, Bill Wilmot. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and his wife was gardening one day. Okay. And she got she, she stumbled across a nest. Like a in the ground? Like yeah. Hornets or, so, or uh, uh, yellow jackets probably? Something. Yeah. And they ate her alive. <laughs> Actually, she died they, too? They stu- no, they stung her. Okay. To death, she died. She died, and so did he. He, he, you know, he was he was working. He found out while he was at work that his wife was fucked. Oh, you say he died? No, I just was leading up to the story. Okay. Yeah. So she, I think her name was Jane. Okay. Zoom She's in. out. Yeah. So I remember that I was like maybe nine years old, and that and I and that was the that, harsh reality I was faced and with. That affected Tell me you. that didn't scare the of t- tits off of me. Yeah. Now, she, obviously, she had she was probably allergic. Maybe, but sometimes yellow jackets are super dangerous if you you can stir up a nest. Yeah, I think I don't know the technical term, but it yeah they 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 do, get they get furious. They get mad. Yeah. yeah, and then of course the movie My Girl. Yeah, Macaulay loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so bees bees are yeah people have an innate fear of bees anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so because they sting. Would well, you remember getting stung by a bee ever? Oh yeah. Oh man, I did. Well, the thing about. I hate wasps more because they're where their legs hang. Mm-hmm. It's all fucking, they're like the big old legs hanging. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. But if I'm not mistaken, one of the two can sting repeatedly. I think it's a wasp. A bee, it stings and it dies. Yeah, I think when a bee stings you. It leaves you, its it, ass in you and then you, yeah. it dies. But there's, I think, I think yellow jackets don't. I think yellow jackets can sting you. So that's what times. scared me. More. I got, because I got, the first time I ever got stung was from a dead bee. That's how stupid I am. But wow. my, I was. How'd you know it was dead? What do you mean? It was dead on the ground, but I, I, I was stepped si- on it. I was sitting on the dirt, and I put my hand back to, you know, for support, and put it on the bee's penis. Are you sure you didn't kill it as you were doing this? No, it was dead. It was dead. Yeah, it was dead as fuck. I rolled on a bee one time, and it stung me too. But I, um, I was hiding. I was playing hide and seek. I think. D- did you win? No, I ran home crying. Of course. I also. This is what people want to hear. I was running through the woods because I thought. Uh, we I th- we thought we saw Bigfoot, and I think I told this story once before. Maybe we're like me and my buddy are running through the woods, and I ran over a cliff, like where there was there was like rose bushes or thorn bushes, mm-hmm. and and then there was you know like ten feet down there was the ground, and then the street to my house. So I ran like you know, like I was in midair, like with my legs pumping, and then I fell into the thorns, okay. and I got stung. So I got stung and thorned. Wow, how many times did you get stung? Quite a few. Yeah, that's not. And that, but I did not get I did not get murdered by Bigfoot. Bigfoot didn't. So I I considered a win. Did your friend live as well? Or? He was fine. He didn't jump and die. And he went out to play professional baseball. So good for him. Yeah. <coughs> so uh, yeah. the okay. swarm. Yeah, let's talk about the plot. Let's talk about the plot. Okay, mm-hmm. so the, the, there's a plot. There is sort of. Yeah, there is a plot. It starts awful. Yes. The, then it continues. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Africanized honeybees. Uh huh. Oh no, not honeybees. I think Af- they call. It, I think they're just. Well, they're just. They're in my reason, when I, when I used to read about this shit, they they used to call them Africanized African honey- honeybees, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but they don't ever say that in this movie. No, Michael Caine has a big. He he 
he is a he sticks up for the honeybee in this. He he is talking about no. The, he sticks up for the American honeybee. Yeah, he's like yeah, of course he does. Which are I mean, to zoom Michael in, Caine a is sad in zoom in. They aren't threatened. Yeah, Michael Caine is in this, by the way. Yeah, we have to say that he's the star of this film. Yes, mm-hmm. everybody is in this film, but. So these bees... These I got one word to describe his performance in this film. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Um, so bees have showed up. Yeah. And they somehow destroy nuclear facilities. Well, no. So this wow. is like, like a secret... You, you like hate a, my... No, I don't think... It's, is it a nuclear... F- I don't know. who. doesn't matter. It's a secret. It's a base. Yeah. And they're... They have missile vents. So. And they... And they uh, this, this team of, I guess, like soldiers that are covered in hazmat suits uh, with guns. They go into this base for the first 10 minutes of the film. They're slowly descending. In real time. Yeah, real time. They're slowly descending into this base. Um, and then they go into this room, and there's a lot of dead personnel. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, uh, they call the eye in the sky. Alan Parsons Project? And they say, you know, there's some dead people here we need to investigate. As they're investigating... Michael Caine walks in because he's been there all along. There's a van outside, his van. Yeah. And they ask him what he's doing there. And he, like, uh, maybe the people in... He, he's weird. He's like a bee chaser, right? That's kind of what he does. He's like, like... Well, he's a scientist. He he is, but he's he's uh, he's chasing bees. Like, he, he's kind of onto their, their patterns. He followed them there, and he led himself into this base, I guess. He walked and, in through the missile vent. Is they, that what? Yeah, they mentioned that. Is that what happened? So he is at a crime scene, and they are confused. They're like, "Why are you here with all these dead soldiers?" Yeah, dead Richard Widmark leads the military yeah. there. There's a shitload of folks. And that, Kane walk. He's walking around like everybody's dumb. Like he's like the dead people well, he, are dumb. He's not giving them much info. No, he's acting, being all mysterious at the worst time. Yeah, and he's dressed like. He's dressed like a civilian, so he's well, like... Well, it's the late 70s. He looks like shit. He's dressed in browns and yellows. And um, a lot of people... A lot of yellow in this film. Yeah. And you said it was nominated for an Best Oscar? Best costume. <laughs> Best costume? Like a singular Best. singular costume? Best costuming. Okay. Probably because all those fucking suits of the guys... Yeah, the that's fuck. what I was thinking. Yeah. They, there were some space-agey type uh, hazmat suits in this. Yeah. Uh, ineffective. Um, it did not win, but I believe it was the same year as Alien. <laughs> well... So that's good. Yeah. So these bees are, are threatening to uh, fuck us out. So Michael Caine is on. He's like uh, on uh, a retainer, sort of by a, the president's man. Like he's got connections to Washington. They try to like. And who plays that dude? Strong arm him. Who play? I don't know. Zoom in. Richard Chamberlain. Oh no! Oh, is that his connection? Yeah, he's the I'm, president's guy. Yeah, yeah. So. But he's he basically soon takes over the the operation. Makes there. no sense. It doesn't. The military and the president put Michael Caine in charge of the military because he knows bees, and he's saying like these these bees are uh, dangerous. They're gonna they're gonna go fucking ape shit on the town probably, and so they need a bug man in charge. Right. The funny thing is the bees don't really do anything bad until Michael Caine is in charge. The bees are the heroes of this film. <laughs> <laughs> you are rooting for the bees in this. There's a one point in the movie where it looks like it's game over for Earth, and I was like, "Yeah, I was wondering That's why fine. I hope it ends belt. that way." Yeah, yeah, because the bee, yeah, the bees have the the thing is they've developed 
um, they're so highly toxic in this. Like when they sting you, they don't have to sting you four times, and that's it's too late. Yeah. Once you're stung four times, you're dead. And in fact, they say le- later it's like less. Remember they say somebody got stung twice and they're dead. Well, but the the cool thing that happens to people that are stung only a couple of times is they they they're, they're in shit shape. Mm-hmm. Then they feel a little better. They're kind of like at, like right. uh, John Hurt in Alien. Yeah. They're oh, I feel a little better, and then they start seeing a giant bee. They relapse. Yeah, they start living with a friend. All right, let's talk about that. So there's a, a couple of times where someone gets stung in this movie. They're they're hallucinating and they see a gigantic bee. Yeah, with his tongue licking out, and, and it's just like superimposed. I don't know what the term is over. Like they're in a room. Michael Caine's talking to this little kid, and the little kid sees beside Michael Caine a gigantic bee, which is sort of I kind of love. And then yeah, then Michael Caine's like. The bee's not real. Just touch it, and it'll go away, and it does. And so. the bee's like, Michael Caine's not real. <laughs> Stop listening to him. It's so good. <laughs> I wish the bees talked in this. I do. And the funny thing is, like, early in the movie, they use bee vision twice, mm-hmm, and then do. they never do it again. Yeah. I want more bee vision. Well, that's – Erwin Allen was struggling during this. He could I don't tell know where you're was, getting that. He was having a tough time – making decisions on this thing he had some that, that they they shoot a town like a, a, a kind of a town meeting and he has the weird from the weirdest angle you know and it's well, just, well the thing is they have a town meeting at the nuclear plant and it's 90 percent military and fred mcmurray and olivia de yeah. Havilland. that's it so there's a town okay so there's a so at the beginning of the film so we talked a little bit about michael Caine showing up you know and he's you know uh, dropping his you know, pulling out his big balls over everybody because he's like he's like the big B guy knows everything. Yeah. And then they cut to a family going on a picnic. Uh, it, two young parents and a and a and a child named Paul. Yeah. And the uh, the parents are immediately destroyed by bees, <laughs> and Paul jumps in the car and gets away. Although the film miraculously makes you hate them in no short order. So yeah, Nick was picking on. Um, that father is acting. Oh, stiffer was, than stiff. So they're setting up a picnic, um, and Paul goes to you know get something out of the car, and the wife says to her because her husband's about to eat, and she said, you know, shouldn't we shouldn't we wait for Paul? And he said, uh, how's <laughs> I'm hungry now, <laughs> and that cannot t- wait, must eat now. And the funny thing is, she sprays. Bees, be, you know, like raid all over their food because <laughs> the bees are getting on. And it he already. says something like, "You're gonna ruin, uh, not yeah. ruin." He uses a fucked up word to talk about, but it's great. Yeah, he's like, "Don't spray the food. But I'm he, hungry." You know, but like, it's a dumb word. He's like, "Don't, don't, don't bust the food." I mean, he's a, he does say that. Don't a, bust the food. Don't bust the food, hon. With that spray. <laughs> Let's, and then watch, let's watch it again. And, and then they're immediately uh, murdered by bees, and they, their bee-covered bodies are shown. And, and Paul's oh, losing his business in the car. Of course he is. His parents are getting killed. I, I get it. But Erwin Allen slows this stuff down. Whenever, whenever there's a bee attack, the movie's two and a half hours long, and he slows it down so you can see, I guess they had to, see all the bees covering these poor people. Uh, Nick and I had read the trivia for this movie, and you know they use real bees. Like bees are all Not over always. these people. 
Not always. I mean, most of the time, it's not. The reason they do the slow motion is because they're spraying them with things that look like bees for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fort. Oh, is that? Yeah. And they're then not they real bees. To, no. And then they, they, what they've done is they've attached lookalikes to these people. They spray them with all this matter that looks sort of like a swarm of bees, and then they cut to them on the ground covered in real bees. Real bees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, um, Michael Caine, <laughs> I guess there was. This is the best. So many bees on set, and they would leave uh, little uh, yellow droplets on people's clothes. And Michael Caine had decided that this was honey and was eating it, only later to find out that there was bee feces that he was having a snack on, like, throughout the shoot. <laughs> no wonder he doesn't like this film that much. It was sort of prescient, though, because uh-huh. he ate shit, and then the movie ate shit. <laughs> he ate bee feces. What was... Yeah, I mean... I mean, I can understand if he thought it might be pollen, but I don't think he understands how honey works. No, he thought he must have thought he would be this would be like a kind of a cute, like eccentric type behavior, and he was like, "Oh, this is fun. I'll I'll be the actor that's eating the honey. Everybody else is afraid to eat the honey, but I will I will yeah. do it." But everybody else probably realized it was bee shit. Yeah, well, none of that. They're like, this guy has already established that he uh. is jacked out because he carries a leather pa- pouch with f- seeds in it. That's his food source. Well, this and it makes sense because I I like Michael Caine, and the one thing that, um, you know, blue eyes, you know, wavy uh, hair, uh, blonde hair. One thing that always threw me out on his stats was breath smells like bee shit. <laughs> so now I understand. Yeah, yeah. You remember his real name? Huh. His real name is Maurice Micklewhite. That's true, right? <laughs> yeah, it is true. Well, Maurice, I remember I had two XL, and that was one of two XL's questions. Why didn't they keep, he keep that? It's amazing. Do you remember two XL? No, the little robot with the little eight track tape you put in there. That was one of his questions. Yeah, what's Michael Caine's real name? No, he says what actor is his real name is Maurice Micklewhite. You don't remember two XL? <laughs> he asked a question. Yeah, he had a question about Michael Caine. It's his real name. What was his other question? Oh, he had thousands. It was a you don't remember two two XL was like remember. a little robot like an R two unit or whatever uh-huh. and he had a hole in his tits and you put an eight track in there and there was like four buttons on him and he would ask questions and you hit the button for the right answer I don't remember this. oh my god we need to we need to look at we need to have two XL on our Instagram okay gotta remember that I don't even remember I don't remember it at all I guess if I saw it maybe I would and the funny thing is is I lived with, that thing was probably my favorite toy in my entire childhood okay when when it broke. It's a miracle I'm here. That's amazing that he was asking about. My bo- I've lost both parents and a lot of other people. 2XL may be the biggest loss. Killed by B. <laughs> um, so Michael Caine's roaming around this. This in this, I think this movie took a long time to shoot. So I wonder when he found out that he when he was eat, he was eating bee shit. Was it after the film? When he's uh, he was. At- I'm sure somebody walked up to him as he was like gorging. <laughs> said, "Hey, Mike, that's." Their poop. He's like, you're right. <laughs> Fucking what? Um, Someone invent the internet quick. <laughs> so then, uh, Catherine Ross is in this as well. Uh, Sam Elliott's dame. Yeah, Sam Sam Elliott's wife. But she but she was in a lot of stuff in the seventies. Oh right? yeah. What was her big? She was in Butch Cassidy and Sundance. Right Kid, with but... Sam Elliott. No, she was in with something else with Sam Elliott, but. It doesn't matter. She's she was a big deal back then. Yeah, but she's been a lot. She was in a lot of stuff. What was some of her big movies? Was she in meant. The Graduate? She was. It's great. In the I like The Graduate. She was great in that. All right, that's enough. And she's in this. She plays a uh, 
military doctor. She is, her character is saddled with the worst stuff in the film. Well, I'd say Michael Caine's character is. Well, I mean, but there are a lot of scenes neck. involving her. She plays a love, the love interest that Michael Caine has is distracted by in this, and he's supposed to be saving the Earth, but he also uh, takes some time to help her. He tries to get it there. Yeah. He tries to worm his way in. Well, there's a bunch of scenes where they have... Okay, so there's this pressing crisis on their hands. They do. And then they go on missions. They do. In the car to find Boy, to find to find Paul. So Paul is in the hospital, oh, yeah. Because he, he tears off in his parents' car, his B-covered right. car. He's a Mustang. Parents are gone, like just like Batman. He, he, yeah, he's hauling ass in a B-covered Mustang. He is. Crashes into the flower festival. Mm-hmm. And is beside himself. That's when we get to know the town folk in this. And the town folk... Include Fred McMurray, uh-huh. L- Olivia D. Haviland. Who was like a big actress in the 30s, Gone I with guess? the Winds, right? Gone with the Winds sequel. But she... Gone with the Wind? I, I don't really know. Yeah. We should have zoomed in. But she was, she was huge. And I think that's what attracted Michael Caine to this film is like Henry Fonda's in this film. Yep. Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. So he, he saw Richard a lot of... Widmark. He said he didn't even read the script. Mistake. Um, but he saw like... These actors like her and um, you know Henry Fonda had signed a board, and he was in. He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'll lead this movie." Um, Are there any black people in this movie? Yeah, there's a few in the background. Is that okay. what you mean? I yeah. don't remember one black person. <sighs> yeah, there's a couple um, lucky people. What's well, Houston in the '70s? So what the fuck would they want to do there? It's That's partly in Houston. Well, and then it's in the suburbs. Yeah. The um, yeah. So little little Paul has been stung. And he's fucking sweating his tits off. A lot of sweating people in this film. Yeah, he's having a shit day. Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents have lost, mm-hmm. and he's in. Then he's in a room, and he sees that giant ass bee, which is delightful. It's funny. I noticed this when we were watching the film. In the first scene, Catherine Ross looks just like Adam Scott, <laughs> actor Adam Scott from Step Brothers. Looks just like him. Doesn't doesn't ruin it. <laughs> Does not ruin it. A good act. I like him. That guy's good. I love the I love the fact that we discover the speed of a swarm, seven miles per hour. Yeah, those things haul ass at seven. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the film, the they're trying to track down what this mass. Oh, they, the helicopter. They're trying to they sit they you know they get these helicopters on. There's a mass that's kind of zooming around, and and the these helicopters going to investigate, and they both of them immediately get stung out of the sky by these <laughs> by this swarm of bees. Well, actually, two model helicopters get destroyed. And they get, they get real exploded on the. But real they are ground. so models. And then, although I do like the fact that we, typically, especially in that era, we, when we when we see a helicopter crash, there's always a cut, right. where, where you see it, it like descends behind the tree line, and then you see the fire or whatever. Right. And this one, you just watch these models crash to the ground. But that's explode. the thing is, Erwin Allen, Allen, he was his his, mo right is disaster stuff. So he loves the show exploding shit he loves there's so many times in this movie where like an ambulance crashes into a store and explodes or like anything like that or like a helicopter explodes on the ground the train yeah he he puts he peppers this movie with like other disaster thousands of people die in this movie yeah with other disaster like it, it is like emmerich right it's like all this like side disasters happening and you know the swarms there just combined in mind in its own yeah. you know just trying to sting some people Actually, they just want to bang and, and they do and uh, rub their legs together and shit like that. I mean, they just want to simply take over the earth. They don't. They don't. They're not malicious in this. They're malicious. They're delicious. <laughs> well, Michael Caine thought they were. He's <laughs> <laughs> eating their shit. Um, 
they have a what do they call this the swarm a cart what was it card prop prep remember that cardio prep or something they had some d- drug in this i wish i wrote it down right all right never mind uh i just look at my notes i have um at the beginning of the movie they call it the swarm they don't know what it is they call it a moving black mass that's when the helicopters get involved in it and die but what black mass is that a name of a movie yeah christopher smith movie i believe was it i like that guy or no no black black mass is the johnny depp movie. that's what, that's what i was thinking but there's what well, he did black death right? um I love the fact that um, these guys, they send helicopters out to attack this unknown assailant, and it's bees. And the, and they, and, and the, the bees are far away, and then these guys still get murdered by them. Well, they, they, the helicopters fly right into the swarm, yeah. which I always think is, that's probably not a good idea. Yeah, that's like military mm-hmm. 101, do not fly into mm-hmm. bees. Mm-hmm. But So then, so all this mayhem happens, and... To the rescue, Henry Fonda shows up as as Doctor Krim, <laughs> and he uh, is in a bow tie. He is uh, he cannot. He's in a wheelchair, and um, and Michael Caine when he shows up, he arrives in a helicopter. I think, of course, and we watch it in real time, and everything lands in real time. You see a lot of people stuff. People do stairs, people in, park in real, in real time. time. Oh, they take escalators in real time. It's awful, but. Uh, Michael Caine lifts Henry Fonda out of the helicopter and places him in his wheelchair. It's it's something you've not seen in a film. I have not. I cannot recall any time that I've seen Henry Fonda lifted by someone, uh, cradled by someone, right. delicately. It's, it's intimate. And placed in a in a chair. Yeah. Um, but I have to hand it to I think Henry Fonda is a great actor, and he did look like he was being lifted. Yeah, he did. And Michael Caine... Looked like he was carrying Henry Fonda. He did not. Yeah. What that part was is believable to me. Yeah, that he was lifting him. But yeah. it, Henry Fonda made that scene work. Henry Fonda is kind of good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He brings a little too much uh, acting to the to the. It's not necessary. Yeah, he has a death scene in this that is in real time, <laughs> super in real time, <laughs> and he records his own demise. Right. Because he's testing out a serum that will counteract the bee venom, and it doesn't work. Mission not accomplished. He yeah. decides to. He does the thing that that's that's dumb, is that he says, "Well, the most of these victims have only been stung four times. I'm going to inject the, uh, you know, the equivalent of six stings in me." He does. Yeah. That's more than enough. Yeah. Then he can barely get the antidote in him. Does. It sort of works for a minute. It's like Trudy Styler. And then it's six things in him. And then it does not. Right. He dies. And Michael Caine has a breakdown. He is upset that Henry he thought he thought Henry Fonda really died on set. That was his real reaction. Yeah. Of boredom. He thought Henry Fonda died of boredom. And then the weird thing was he refused to lift him into the coffin. Which I thought was <laughs> I love Michael Caine. I think one of the reasons the bees are pissed is that uh-huh. he drops a nasty fucking insult on those bitches. What? Well, on the American bees. What? So they got a weak mouth. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> because there, there's a thing where they're visiting Paul's parents' death scene. Yeah, they're they're the crime scene, and Michael Caine's all up in the ground, and they ate and, the plastic cups up. Yeah, and he he's like, I don't want to speculate, but these bees been gnawing on styrofoam or something and plastic, and lining their hives with plastic doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything, right? But everybody's stunned. They're like, well. Bees can't really chew shit up, right? And um, and he says that is it Michael Caine that says this? Yeah, that the American bee has a, has a weak mouth. Has a weak mouth. So, they don't do this. Yeah, but this African bee does do this. Yeah, and it doesn't. No, it doesn't matter. We don't. We don't see any hives in this movie. Right, it's supposed to make them more threatening. Yeah, with the plastic. This is one of several unnecessary scenes in the film. Several, several. Is, hundred. Is, yeah. Um, but his name is Krim, so that's good. Uh, so Henry, or Dr. Krim says that these things are even, these bees now, these African bees, they're even more deadly than the brown box jellyfish. Have you ever heard of this animal? That's, uh, yeah. The Australian. Super poisonous. You've heard of this? Yeah. Sort of a brown wall. Yeah, sounds like it could be quasi-brown wall. I've never heard of such a jellyfish. I guess I always just think of them as jellyfish, but this thing, they really named it. Brown yeah. Box. Well, I mean, the Portuguese Man of War is the famous I know that ass one. kicker. Yeah, I know that one. This guy's apparently super weird. Yeah. But then there's those things that are, there's things that are, I mean, this is 70s, you know, so things got, we, we learned a lot. Why not cut to the chase? Call the Brown Wall jellyfish. You Why not saying? cut to the chase and not even talk about this shit in the movie? Well, they have to they have to pretend like these people are doing work, and so they they've been around the poisonous uh, creature bend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They know they're poisonous creatures. It is a brown wall. It's legit. Um. So because you know they they comment on Henry Fonda's lack of the ability to walk. He can't walk in this. Yeah, he's got issues. His legs don't work. Yeah, and he says that the, somebody says that he they they hear he's been practicing Tibetan levitation. Oh, no, he said, no, he they, makes that joke. He makes a joke about Tibetan levitation. Yeah. And then a couple hundred years, he'll be floating around. <laughs> floating yeah. around. Yeah. So or he, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Though. Yeah. The funny thing is, I hope against hope that Henry Fonda had to be lured into this film. Mm-hmm. He's saying, I'll, oh, fuck, I'll do it for a few million, but I ain't walking. Put me in a <laughs> goddamn chair because I ain't fucking walking. Yeah. And mission accomplished. He's so, like Professor X, a little. There's a little bit of an ET moment in this movie where there's there's some there's some bikes, some BMX bikes showing up or something to the hospital. Uh, Paul's friends come and get him. They bring his bike. Yeah, they have a bike between them, so they're riding bikes. And there's a third bike. Okay, nobody's riding it, and they're they're eating. I've hold, done that before. They're holding a handlebar each. Yeah. They're bringing it to their 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 sick friend in the yeah. hospital. They uh, they pick him up. And then they go bomb the swarm. They yeah. Molotov cocktails. Yep, as and, kids do. And they they firebomb uh, the swarm. The swarm starts to chase them, and they have a backup plan. Yeah, when they get chased, or a plan for when they get chased. What happens? They duck under trash cans. They have <laughs> three overturned trash cans. Yeah, metal trash cans. It's like a, it's like Game of Thrones planning. Like they're like re- re- retreating to the fucking drop where their secrets are waiting. And then they the bees swarm the trash cans, but then they go away. But the problem is, and this is the mistake that Paul makes, uh, that the swarm's so pissed that they got firebombed, they take revenge on the town. Yeah, and they killed two hundred and thirty-two people. 
Uh, Paul's later regrets uh, his actions. Yeah, Paul. He says he's sorry. For we get to see quite a few dead kids in this movie. Yeah, this doesn't, doesn't kids hold get back. Fucking wrecked. Yeah, they don't hold back on this. this movie's got a lot of in common with. It's like it, it wants to be merciless. It's saying this threat is just no holds barred. No one's safe. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Erwin Ar- Ar- Allen called it. He thinks this is. He thought this was the most terrifying film of all time or something yeah he's 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 right right. he is right the funny thing is there's a a very important subplot that we're that's revealed in town yes regarding fred mcmurray and another suitor do you want to talk about who fred mcmurray is because there's no one i mean if that's right the listenership doesn't give a flip well i mean i'm sure some people know but he was a big deal in like disney films uh, and on tv it was in my two three sons or my two sons my three sons and he was just like always. He was like a dad. Like he was like a comforting dad. Yeah, you know? he was in a lot of shit. Um, a lot of big movies. And then he was in this. He plays like an old, older dude. I mean, he, there, back then it was like him and Danny Kaye and Dick Van Dyke. Those guys were ubiquitous. Those were the guys. Yeah. And he, uh, his love interest in this is Olivia, whatever her name is, Yeah, De Havilland. And she, uh, you know, they're all. But he's he's also cor- there's another guy yeah. suitor. Yeah. And so there's this whole lots th- of dialogue. Holy I shit. know. There's a lot of. Uh, you know, talking. There's a there's the, the two suitors of Olivia, um, her, her character. They are f- kind of f- sparring over her. They're criticizing each other. They're both trying to win her affection, and and then later on in the film, they all board a train and get killed. <laughs> they the bees just kill the conductors, I guess. It's and, embarrassing. And the train goes off and, the and rails. Then it cuts and to explodes. a bad model falling down a cliff and dying. And so I thought, well, because the, they say that there's 17 survivors, I thought that the old people, that they're kind of main characters in the film. Yep. I thought maybe they would show back we, up at the end. They don't. They, they're dead. They get, they're destroyed. Yeah. And so she's trying to make this. She's trying to make a decision on who to marry. Yeah. In her older age, she's trying to decide between the two. Yeah. And her decision's made easy. Yeah. She yeah. Doesn't have to. Earth. In the end. Earth. Earth steps in. Mm-hmm. I mean, McMurray has a speech that he gives her that he's been in love with her since they were kids. Yeah. And it's long. Yeah. And he's like, I don't care. I always love you. I don't care what your decision is. I always love you. And then he gets... Um, train I murdered. Bu- I believe he gets decapitated by a train um, and his uh, son in half. <laughs> he goes through the window. And her his guts spill on her, uh, <laughs> drawn and quartered body. I don't know. That's my imagination. Yeah. The bees are like, holy shit, what do we do? Yeah. Those people were cute. <laughs> I feel bad for those old people. The, literally the only people that have give you any emotions at all in this entire film are slaughtered. They're killed with off screen. I mean, they no, well, no, no. We see in slow motion both men going through the window. Did, did both of them go both through the window? Through the window back to back, and then the then the lady we see her fall into like between chair and rows of the seats, uh-huh. looking hated, looking hated by. The I wasn't bees. sure that was them going out the window. Oh, it was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they they're dead. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, I envision those actors on a mat saying, "Thank fucking God." <laughs> That's a wrap for Fred McMurray. You will not see me at the premiere. Reshoots. Um, he actually has a love pitch to her. Yeah. And then he's pitched out the window. He's fucked. You said something about somebody, apple, an apple, somebody eating an apple. All right. So, yeah, the conductor on this train, there's, they do, I don't know, I don't understand this movie, but there's, you know, they're trying to, they're, they're, car, they're evacuating the town. So they're on this train. 
And so they know about the bees, and they're nervous about them. And the the conductors are there's two engineers, whatever they are, yeah. and the and uh, one guy's eating an apple, and okay. all of a sudden he says, "There's a bee in here," and it lands on his hand. And he said, before this happens, he says, "Maybe they're maybe it's attracted to this apple." I mean, and he spits it out <laughs> like he he has an apple in his hand. He throws it. He spits the apple he's eating out, and then it lands on his hand, and then he kills it. His friend's like, "Don't kill it. It'll anger." Can I name friends. Can I name the conductor? Yeah. TJ. What is, that, is that his name? TJ. For? He started a restaurant chain. TJ. <laughs> <laughs> so he he kills it. He like stomps it to death. And then they immediately get swarmed by about 8,000 bees. The best, see, one of the reasons that we watch this tonight is because I just watched, I watched the trailer. And the trailer has tons of people in slow motion getting their ass handed to them by bees, and I love it. Yeah. Well, the movie's at its best when guys are actors are trying to seem like they're getting destroyed. They're trying by to sell bees. the bees, and it's it's hilarious. Richard Chamberlain, oh, oh yeah, he gets destroyed. I mean, he's not a good actor on his best day, that mm-hmm. dude. But oh, it's so fun to watch him get handsome. Though. He got a good beard in this. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. He's still killing it. He's still he's still around. Uh, and Olivia, I can't believe she's still. She's alive. at 103. She's still, still killing it, <laughs> waiting for Swarm Two to be greenlit. She's on Bumble. Um, <laughs> this isn't a movie that people watch, right? They don't talk about this film. No, no, and it's funny because it was a bit notorious back then. The I mean, we were scared to like. Remember that was during the 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 golden era of Animals Against Men. Sure, like, yeah, yeah. The, remember Day of the Animals? That movie scared the living shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, you had Grizzly. You had uh, there were several wolf. Wasn't it like Food of the Gods? Like Food those of the Gods, Phase Four, which is another one we almost watched mm-hmm. tonight. Phase Four have been more welcome than this. Well, we'll, we'll get there. That's about ninety six. I think we'll do that for ninety six. So Michael, so is this the first Michael Caine movie we've done on the microscope? Yeah, I think so. We should call it the movie Microscope. <laughs> so there's a when they when the bees hit the town for the first time before they kill all the two hundred thirty two people caused by Paul Michael <laughs> Michael Kane gets to the town and he's uh, trying to warn people he goes to the sheriff station tells or the police station tells him to get the word out that bees are coming and then he goes to the streets and immediately says he's screaming at people and he says don't you understand the killer bees are coming <laughs> yes he says that to and then people are running screaming away from him. Yeah. But he says that he says like he's criticized him. He just got to town. He says, Don't you understand? <laughs> he's the first person to say it and knows it. But he and he's only been there for like a minute. Don't you understand? How do you not know this? Like he's just it's like trolling them. Sort yeah. of. And they they do take his word. Yeah, well and they do get trolled. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that um one of the things on the trivia was that they made a big deal about this scream that Olivia does. Yeah, because she's, she's, she's like the kid. principal at the school or yeah. something in the school, like elementary school. Well, I mean, she's she's her main job is principal of the school. Her her second job is train victim. But <laughs> they, they, she does. A, she's better at one of those jobs. <laughs> <laughs> she has a moan scream. Yeah, she looks out the window. Apparently, a big deal. Yeah, I think people made fun of it because you know they people always make fun of stuff that. Uh, 
in movies like this, like you know that tr- that famous Troll Two death scene or something, right, or like no, yeah. yeah. So they slow her reaction down to when she looks out the window and sees a a lot of these kids decimated by killer bees. She turns around and and does a kind of a scream towards the camera, but it's a moan, right? Yeah, and, yeah. I think it's it suffers because I think he slow moed it. I think it's also suffers because it's in the swarm. Yeah, but I do love Slim Pickens' tiny role in this movie. He yeah. may live, actually. He probably survived. Yeah, he comes to visit the base because his son, he knows the base has been compromised by killer bees, <laughs> and he, he he's worried about his son. Yeah, he got, he, an think, am- he got an amber alert. And he thinks, he's like, my son works here. And this is one of the uh, amazing buildups that Irwin Allen does in this movie. Through a fence, Slim Pickens is like, I'm coming in that base. I'm gonna, I can shut your water off because he's got powers to do that. And he's like, he has this huge argument with Woodmark. Woodmark. And Woodmark's like, you're never coming in here. You can't come in here. And then Tim Pickens argues for three minutes and he goes, All right, come in. You're good. <laughs> okay, I get it. Come a on. That's a scene we needed. And then they go down and they let him into a room with about nineteen body bags. And they search eighteen of them before they get to He knows his son the so Woodmark knows his son's name Mark. He goes through all the tags. One and like the last one he gets to one. is Mark. He goes through, he looks at about, I guess, about 10 Probably tags. six, at least yeah. six, yeah. And he Slowly. finds a mark. And the scene ends with... Um, and then the camera pulls to a wider shot so you can watch everybody's reaction to Slim Pickens hugging the body bag mm-hmm. of his son for an uncomfortable amount of time. And then he lifts the body bag, uh, not unlike Michael Caine, uh, Henry Fonda. Yeah. And he takes the body bag and he looks, he goes, I'm taking my son out of here. And everybody's like, all right. And he leaves with it. And uh, the trivia also said that the body of his son was played by Kevin Costner. Costner's like, God damn it, again! Not again! <laughs> um, but Slim Pickens does. He cradles that, uh, and he walks out with it. And that's the last we see him. Yeah. He is uh, breaking 16 rules of forensics by taking a corpse in a bag out of a r- fucking... Room and then uh, Michael Caine and Henry Fonda have to kind of look like, yeah, okay, that's well, fine. He, we got enough other dead yeah, ones. In we here. don't need Matt, Mark, Mark. <laughs> How dare you? Well, he lays there like a mat. <laughs> I love, I love. Uh, it's it's panic from coast to coast. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Woodmark. It's panic from coast to coast. You did get a kick out of that. I thought that was funny. I like, uh, I like when uh, little fucking Paul before he gets destroyed. Uh, confesses. confesses, and he tells Michael Caine, "I threw firebombs at the swarm." He tells Kath. I think he tells Catherine Ross that. Oh, yeah, tell. I think yeah. He, then he tells Michael Caine too, because he first tells Catherine and Ross. She goes, "You need to tell." And she's like, "Yeah, you need to tell uh, Maurice McElwhite." And he goes, "Okay, I'll go out and tell him." It's like, "Thank God I had this scene, so then I can repeat what I said to you, yeah. Michael Caine." Yeah, and then I could die finally. And then Michael Caine says, "Don't worry about it. My parents died when I was a kid in a fire." Um, and, and he has this very he's, he's like but then again there wasn't 232 people that died in addition to them so they're the first they're trying to figure out how to kill these bees it's impossible uh, Richard Chamberlain's character designs well, some poison their, pellets their methods are dumb huh they're dumb he designs some po- poison pellets you know probably aren't going to work they don't and Michael Caine said they're not even it's like they know the poison pellets they drop them like from a helicopter like snow down to the bees and they show bees on these pellets bees are incredible actors 
and then he and Michael Caine through binoculars say they're not they're not taking the pellets. They're not interested. Yeah, strong mouth though. I've noticed in that. Mm-hmm. I need to ask you a, a personal question. They're not touching the pellets. Better performers: the bees in this or the flies in Amityville? Oof, that's a tough one. I'd say I'd say maybe the bees in this because I think in Amityville they had to cover uh, what's his face? Rod Steiger with his face with honey and stuff. Yeah. Um, but at least they didn't have to emasculate, you know, de-emasculate those fucking flies. These bees yeah. all had their shits cut off. Yeah. And you th- what what do you think? How many hundreds of thousands of insects were killed making this film? Well, they they uh, on the trivia it said that they have a life cycle of like 6 weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. So, they di- a lot of natural causes, but autopsies were not performed. <laughs> so you can you can't really pin that number down. I just want to think about how you take 800,000 or 80,000 bees and take their stingers off and it not be super weird. I mean, they have like little tweezers. They got They can't squeeze them too hard because they'll die. They can't squeeze it too gently because the bee gets away. Can you imagine like that's what your job is like one summer is like de-stinging bees and and then you just go home at night and you go, man, being on, on earth sucks. He's like, I'm in the film business. <laughs> I am in the film business and I cannot stop eating this yellow shit on me. Uh, somehow... I was born, off chance, I was born onto this planet. Some off chance that this planet exists. Yeah. And now I'm pulling stingers off insects. Round the clock, 14-hour days, to make the shittiest film that the microscope has ever covered. The the problem is, the poor guy probably got an ailment in his, like, wrist or something from that that never healed. Yeah, like, he's 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 like, he's on his rocking chair now. He's like, fucking swarm. I can't do the crossword because of the fucking swarm. Uh, and the answer is Irvin Allen to this fucking question. <laughs> so there's a point where Michael Caine, this is this is a baller move. They're in a control room, of course. Yeah. Lots of control rooms. And, he, you know, Michael Caine is just, you know, windbagging it up about some B shit. Like, fucking who cares, <laughs> you know? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, every line in the script, I know Michael Caine's ashamed of this film. He didn't get quickly. He didn't go quickly through those lines. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And he's doing a self massage. Oh my god! With on his shoulder, he's giving himself a self massage. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Ross comes up behind him. She's let me let me take over that. Which is, uh, it's a smooth move. Like you want a massage, you yeah. Like act like, oh, I'll do it myself. It's fine. And then she does it. But then of course she faints because she got she got that poison in her. And then she sees the old bee, and she hallucinates a bee. This movie. Nick, <laughs> what did you do to me? How you, know, was, you know what's funny? When I was younger, I super hated Michael Caine because his his wavy ass hair, his weird hair. Yeah, and he's in some of the best movies of all time. Right, and that hair was hard to look at. In this one, yeah, at the end especially. Yeah, I don't. It's just the way it, it's too fucking wavy. Shi- it's shiny, and it had that just an awful pork chop like bend. <laughs> but you know why it's shiny. There's only one reason. Why? And Justin B. Feces. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Looking good. Yep. Yeah, he is... Uh, I wonder if he de- that's his good luck charm. Like, every movie he does that. Puts a little bee feces on yeah. his tip he, of his No, whatever the creature du jour is, he puts their <laughs> shit on him. <laughs> so, in so Inception, he, DiCaprio leaves, like, the bathroom stall, and he just kind of saunters in? Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed your hatred of this film, I have to admit. You usually get mad when I don't like a movie no, I loved much. it. I loved it. Because it manifested in fun ways. 
you were like hating on the director. I was mad at the director. Then I found out that he mostly is a producer, really. Obviously. And he, uh, yeah, he's he's having a tough time on this one. He was mad about it, and then he made some other stinker after this, like Poseidon Adventure 2, I think he directed. They made a second? Mm-hmm. Oof. And that was a huge failure. He made some alien movie. I think it was his last film. Some Maybe a TV movie or something. I was looking on IMDb, but that was also a huge fail. He was and then, pissed. And then he left the world? Like uh, I'm Irwin Allen, goddamn it! I think he got his. You know, I have to say though, I was hating on him, but it, I think he invented, or at least he was a huge part of Lost in Space. That's a movie. That's a show I liked when I was a kid. Watched the reruns of that. He was involved in some TV stuff I liked. Yeah, I mean he. Oh, you know, he did the uh, the Lost World movies and stuff like that. I like. I love the Journey to the Center of the Earth, something like that. Those those movies. He did a lot of that shit. I like those movies a lot. Those are fun movies. But this is shit. This is awful. <laughs> he directed a titload of movies. He only directed 16 movies. He produced a lot that's more. A, that's a lot of movies. But he was most famous for, like, The Towering Inferno, which he didn't direct. Like, he... But his name was, like, synonymous with it. Like, that was a huge influence, I think. Because that was a huge hit. So I think a lot of... They kind of booted off the disaster movie craze. And his name became, like, part of that. That that was such a special time. Always having people falling through like windows and falling to their deaths and exploding. He just that like I said that this movie's peppered with all that stuff. Like he he leaned on that in a B movie. You know, like and you got to love that Sterling Siliphant was the author. Yeah, what he do? Let's talk about him. He he's he's done some things I love over the years. I remember that because that name I I, I used to think it was I, when I was a kid. I was like, is that? I thought that was like Sylvester Stallone's like pen right. name or something. Sterling like Siliphant. Yeah, it sounds like a Stallone character. Um, he wrote Towering Inferno, Poseidon Adventure, Charlie. I think he may have gotten nominated for that. Mm-hmm. He wrote, oh my god, he wrote Carpenter's Village of the Damned. Did he write the original? He wrote though? Over the Top. He and Stallone worked together. Did they really? Did, did he write the original Village of the Damned? Is that why they have his name on it? Or did he wrote the I remake. Think he wrote the, re- the sequel. Is he still killing it? No, I don't think so. But he wrote the, he wrote uh, the dirty hair like uh, the enforcer. Wow, he did. He he's a big deal. I think he worked in the Shaft series. Any any is he still around? I, there's no way you can have that name and still be alive. He dies. Is he on Twitter? He died in '96. Rest in peace, Sterling Siliphant. Should play some sad music right now. He got he got rich off this. Writers, yeah, writers get to, they get paid no matter what put bees in this movie it's called the swarm it's called the swarm see i like this because I, I had the i had the novel for this and i had the novel for nightwing remember that bat movie mm-hmm. special times man i don't remember that no i don't remember that nick movie. mancuso huh. indian reservations it's called the night what is it called uh nightwing no oh it was great is it is it actually a fun movie it's pro- it, it was slow i, I think remember, they should have called it was this on hbo a lot they should have called this movie swarming lessons there was a. They said something in the movie that we thought would have been a great title for it. You, did you write it down? Spooky levels. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because Henry Fonda, when he's dying, yeah. is talking about his 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 bio measurements or something, right? His 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 stats, and he says they're reaching, they're going from normal to spooky levels. What a great name! One of the last things he says, <laughs> which is pretty great. That is a great Halo name. Spooky levels. Yeah. yeah. 
My friend said Tarmac Blood the other day in the car, and I was like, that's a fucking Halo name. Tarmac Blood. It's pretty great. There's also uh, one of the, not a Michael Caine, but one of the, the military solve for this problem is they're going to use Nutricide <laughs> to take out the bees. And that doesn't work yeah. either. So poison pellets and Nutricide don't work. But Michael Caine does one. That's a nicer way to say Bukaki. He one-ups everybody and figures out that they're going to react to a signal, a sound. Yeah. He figures that out, draws them to the ocean with, <laughs> what does he say he drops into the ocean? It's fucking stupid things. Some like drop some sound piles into the ocean. Some sound shit. And then there's a bunch of oil slicks in there and they draw the bees there and then they. And then for one time in the film's entire history, it ends abruptly. Well, they so they launch missiles at it. Um, and Michael Caine and Catherine Ross are on the beach. The military a horrible launched, blue screenshot launch, launches missiles that blows up all the the bees, the poor little bees. I miss them. And Michael Caine and Catherine Ross against this fiery backdrop that looks like the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, talk about how far they've come and is it over? And they pause it on whether they've really won. And they did. They or probably they haven't. Yeah. But what they've done, as Michael Caine says is they've bought themselves some time. And that movie really did buy, it, buy itself some time because it was nine hours long. <laughs> I like the idea... a long movie. See, I like the idea of this film... Uh, that All of this shit happens in the first ten minutes of the film. Right. And then these bees, are, these bee carcasses, start sinking to the bottom of the water and fish eat them, and they become fucking Africanized fucking fish. I like this idea. I don't like the idea that this movie is around. It is a pile of shit. It's a nightmare to watch. It's a bunch of floundering actors. And the bees, seriously, you want the bees to win. You decide in the movie that Earth is not good. And they should win. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. So if you were in this film. Uh Uh-huh. And you were forced to be a member of the uh, swarm. Uh, family, what shape would your your participation take? You mean the swarm family? You mean swarm the, the cast of the characters swarm, in the, the swarm multiverse? Yeah. Where would you drop yourself? Where'd your little? Where'd you drop your pin? <laughs> there are a lot of maps in this movie, by the way. There are so many maps, and there's bizarre technology that does not exist that is awful. <laughs> there are a, a lot screen of- that we have to watch come up and down every time somebody wants to chat on it. And this bizarre electrical grid that physically is impossible. My favorite is that they have a computer map of Houston and then the real map of Houston, which they differ. So the whatever his name, Woodmark, is over there talking about how his big plan, which involves maps and then Nutricide. It does well, not and, work. and the, the flamethrower shit is ridiculous. Oh, man. they do. Okay, so one of the solves at the end is when the, when the Nutricide doesn't work, the, the Washington gives them the okay to... Uh, burn out the city. Burn Houston. Yeah, and so they go in with flamethrowers against these swarm of bees. Embarrassing. It doesn't work. It's there, and there's dead guys in the ground for no reason with smoke coming out of their shit. And then for some reason, inexplicably, become, there's a scene that's accidentally daylight, then back yeah. at night. That's when the ambulance blows up. Yeah. And then they're in the they they take the flamethrowers into the building. The bees get in. They light the building up. And, uh, you know, most of the cast dies except Catherine Ross and Michael Caine. Even though they run through billions of bees. Yeah. And then they go, they're running to this airstrip, uh-huh. and the people could not be more lackadaisical. No, it's like, fine. There's no bees around. But 30,000 people have just died. Or it's like 300,000 people have just died. No, 36,000 or something. Okay. 
They, they might light a, fi- a little fire under their ass. By the way, we didn't talk about this at all, but Michael Caine has a affectation in this. Oh, yeah, he has a... I, I did mention the seed. You did, but you didn't really talk about it. He is, uh, has a leather pouch full of sunflower seeds yeah, in this. and he's got a reason that he likes them. High in potassium, low right. in sodium. Right. And his big thing is he's all... It's got... It's this big old, like, leather wallet. wallet yeah. And he pulls out loose sunflower seeds and, and, and meets them, eats them, and he you know, gives some to Henry Fonda. Yeah. He's always offering. Happily munched. There's a scene where they're happily munching. Happily munching. Widmark is, ref- well, like any normal human, would is refusing them. Yeah. And he doesn't want to eat them. He doesn't have time for those. At the end of the movie, before he dies, Yeah. he asks if he can chomp some. He calls them birdseed. He calls them birdseed, which Michael Caine takes offense. Yeah. So they're not birdseed. And they share some these sunflower seeds. I, for some reason, the whole time I watched the movie, I'm like, this is going to factor in. I thought somehow. so, too. I thought the bees weren't going to like something to do with sunflower seeds. Yeah. And in the end, it just doesn't matter. It's just He's just a weird dude <laughs> carrying around fucking sunflower seeds in a wallet. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it amounts to. Yeah. He's just even weirder than you think. Yeah. He's got a brown van. Yeah. Um, they're in the van a he lot. He has, a, like, three wardrobe changes during a crisis. It's wearing a, a, he's wearing a turtleneck at the end. Yeah, he's all grayed out at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah. But... To his defense, mm-hmm. loads of potassium inside him. He does. Yeah. And he's really making time. He's really going to work his magic, his his Michael Caine magic on Catherine Ross. It is At one point, they're on the, the streets of the town, and she's in a green dress. She's usually in a military uniform, but she dressed up for this quasi-date with Michael Caine in the middle of this mayhem. Yeah. Um, You're such a dick that you bought this movie tonight. What are you doing? You're, mean, you're mean. I think the listeners are thrilled I did it. Oh, yeah. Now, are they, we going to expect anybody to watch this before they listen to this? Oh, I don't think so. I hope so. I wonder if this is it streaming on Amazon Prime. I think it's it's $5 on, on iTunes. I mean, that's, that's a Starbucks coffee. Come on. Mm-hmm. Plus, it lives in your library forever like a U2 album. <laughs> <laughs> So if you were in this film, a piece right. of the the swarm, you know, family, yeah, where would you be? I get it. <laughs> have you? I don't know. What about you? Do you know? Oh, any, do you have any ideas? I haven't thought about it. We ne- we're not supposed. Oh fuck! Let's just wait. Let's just let's just sit here and breathe for a while. I I did. Uh, I was thinking about being one of the bees. You know. That's who I like in this film a little bit. They're mean, but they're efficient. Okay. I don't know. All right. I'm a I'm a young person because I was young when this came out. Seventy eight. Yeah, I was six. I was young, Mm -hmm. so I'm the idiot. Mm -hmm. Brought the cocktail. Brought the matches. Forgot the trash can. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yeah. So you know, because. You know, it's a good idea. You know, you want to get some revenge. Kids like to play with fire. Uh, you know, easily succumb to peer pressure. Right. Throw that fucking grenade. Haul ass the kids right. just out of frame. And then I'm, oh, fuck. And I, I to my credit, I don't push over one of their trash cans. Mm-hmm. So I run and I, uh, I like, try to, like, hide under, you know, like a, just in a, like a pile of leaves. Mm-hmm. And I'm destroyed. <laughs> I'm destroyed. R.I.P. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. First sting goes right in my dick. 
<laughs> I get dick stung to death. I'm I'm hallucinating. <laughs> Haven't even you know I, I. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Huh. Yeah. You cast yourself as a dead kid, basically. A, di- a, t- a dying, a kid who dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under a pile of leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you leave the film. You, <laughs> you're done. Yeah. You have a name or anything? Compost. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm. I didn't think about that. Compost could be a good last name. Yeah. You know, Rick Compost or no, something. I think uh, my my parents were like both uh, literature professors. Okay. So I'm Sir Gawain Jones. <laughs> Well, I'm so sorry that you forgot your trash can. To hide <laughs> under. So I'd be a, I'd be the third suitor to Olivia, whatever her name. What's her? I can't ever remember. De Havilland. De Havilland. I'd be like the third, and I'd be, uh, like a you know an eighty. I'd also be like a seventy, eighty year old man. Yeah. Uh, but unlike the other two characters, I'd be negging her. Like, because they are just in love with They are just yeah. all compliments. Yeah, you're like the wild boy. Like the, yeah, I yeah. show up in shades, leather jacket. <laughs> uh, I have like a, on the back, I have like a big B, like just stenciled on there with a yeah. big like Ghostbusters thing crossing yeah. through it. I'm like the town bad boy. Yeah. And I'm showing up with, uh, they those two guys show up with flowers. I don't show up with flowers. What do you have? I don't show up with shit. Oh. I you know and uh, I just go hey now th- these flowers are for myself yeah <laughs> but I say hey uh, I heard that you got some interest lately and um, you know from some dudes trying to yeah split that clit I just want to come here and let you know that I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't care. So I'd be, but I really would be. I'd be like heartsick, but I'd be trying to play it cool. Yeah. And so I'd always be trying to get her because she said she's going to make her decision within the month. <laughs> with these two guys. And so I'd say, um, hey, you know, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'd just be trying to get that information from her. And then I'd leave the building and immediately get stung eighty three thousand times <laughs> to my death. And then they'd take me to the morgue where I'd be besides Sir Gowan. <laughs> and that's how we'd spend the rest of the film together. Yeah, I like it. Okay, so we got that. Mm-hmm. This is Sir Gawain. What is Sir it? Gawain? Yeah. So you've been tasked with tattooing yourself. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Something from the swarm. Um, did we do tattoos for upgrade? Do you remember? I don't remember. I'm sure, we did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Because remember, the guy has a tattoo in the movie. We talked about that. Okay. And it's too late. Um. So many options. Like, what tattoo would you get? Huh. I might have. Like I'm on my solar plexus, a, like a, a, a sandwich, a, a sandwich tasting just stung dad sitting stiffly at the park bench. 
Yeah. Like a, Did he get a taste of sandwich? He had a Tom Noonan hairstyle, sort of, if I remember right. He's really stiff. He's almost molester looking. Yeah. I'd have him sitting half, half stung sandwich stung. <laughs> Is that how he's credited as sandwich <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> Sandwich stung man. Daddy. Daddy (laughs) Daddy sandwich stung? Did they they sting a sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Those fucking bastards. They stung a sandwich. (laughs) It's it's cruel. That'd be awesome if Michael Caine was like knees to ground <laughs> over a half eaten sandwich like they stung they stung us they 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 stung us PB and J. It's it's got like a really slight tooth indention on it. He's like, God, his dad had a weak mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you I'd probably get the sunflower seed wallet on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, oh right over my shoulder. You know, with and I'd I'd have the artist, of course It'd be half open and a couple out of my collarbone, a couple of the sunflower seeds yeah. spilled over my collarbone. I like to envision that if he turned it over, it would say bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> they spend so much time on that. Oh. Fruitful. Um, so you're, you're, you have to build an attraction or a restaurant? Yeah. Um, somehow tied to the swarm. Lots of options. Right. Yeah. No man. <laughs> I would do a yogurt shop. Of course. Yeah. It'd be TCBY. This can be yogurt. This can be. This can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh every 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 yogurt's bee flavored. Mm-hmm. Uh it's all yellow and black. And the only option of a cu- of a topping. Mm-hmm. Little white, little yellow sprinkles. Okay, I don't know what that means. Yeah, beef feces. And you've got a, and <laughs> thank you. And you have a, they have a frequent buyers card, right? Yeah, yeah, a little punch card. It has half a punch hole because you, it's it has six doses of the lethal venom in every bite. <laughs> you could come one. You could come once. There is so, only once. Yeah, a frequent buyer comes once. And then you die. Eating eating our shit. So they never lose money. No. They never have to get a free one away. But well they do in the long run because all their customers does the word not spread? There's a conveyor belt um yeah. on the floor it just sends them outside. Mm. Out back. That's nice. So there's a giant pot, pot pile of people outside in the back. T C T C B Y. Yeah. I get it. What did I do? What's what's good? What's great about this movie that you can turn into an attraction? No, oh, I do. I you know how they have those wax figures of of famous people, Madame Tussaud. Yeah, yeah. and so there's got to be a Michael Caine one, right? So I'd reinforce that one. I'd just get that model. I get. I'd I'd get the rights. Reinforce it with. Animatronic, whatever you do, put yeah. animatronics aside. It makes it make it so it could lift people, and then you could just go on like a Michael Caine. Like you put a quarter in, like you know how you can ride certain. 
things outside a grocery store. Yeah. Be Michael Caine out there, and he could lift you <laughs> from left to right for a quarter. And you're, you're like you have to you're, you have to soft hang as he does it. You have to you have soft. To, hang. You have to limp. Yeah, yeah you, you have, have to. You have to be limp as shit. Mm-hmm. You have to soft. Hang. I think that's. I mean, that would be a given. I don't think he doesn't put it uh, any notice up that just you know, like something like remember to soft hang. I think you just would. Yeah. Yeah. But can I make a little tangent mm-hmm. to the listeners? Uh, there's a line from one of our earlier podcasts that has reached immortality in our private lives. <laughs> okay. Yeah. From, from our fear podcast. Of course. So you guys will be pleased to know. You should definitely re-listen to the fear podcast. It's all right. We listened to it in the car the other day. It's funny. Yeah, we were on a trip. So we went to a casino. As we were like to do yeah, sometimes. Yeah, we like to do. It's our little date. Um, and so we have code. code it was a good trip. It was. We have a little code term. Uh, so we're sitting at, you know, we'd sit at these tables together playing these like three card poker or high card flush or whatever. It's a table game. A- and you're not really supposed to uh, look at other people's cards. It's kind of frowned upon or collaborate or anything like that. Yeah, which we don't. So what what we would do, and I, I was the, big, the biggest offender here, was uh, so if I, if I got a good hand or if I was inquiring to see if he had a good hand. If I had a good hand, yeah. I'd say, did daddy notice? Or you no, know, most of the time you'd say, "Oh, Daddy noticed." Well, tell what, me that what, you had a good hand, because yeah, like if you get like a really good hand, which means you're going to get paid, Daddy noticed. And then more often than not, for a stretcher, I wasn't. I was just hoping against hope that Daddy noticed over My, Justin's hand because because we were doing the thing that all baller gamblers do, all all badasses do. We were sharing our our money and we were splitting our wins or losses, and and. Just we, like a we were standing, we were sitting high rollers. We were sitting around a fucking horseshoe shaped table with other people constantly saying "Daddy noticed" over and over again. Well, we were, but we were. They were there. They had to. They were no, hearing the it. Dealers would pick up on it, and it was just Nick and I basically for hours on end <laughs> saying, "Did Daddy notice? Daddy noticed. Daddy didn't notice. Daddy, Daddy hasn't even looked up from his newspaper. Daddy didn't show up. Yeah. We said Daddy a lot. Yeah, it was. It's great, mm, which yeah. is which is fine because I'm sure it didn't sound or look insane. It it, it had to, <laughs> which makes me fuck these people, these hillbilly fucks. I don't care. We're in the mountains with a bunch of fucking weirds. We're the normal ones saying Daddy noticed. Two grown men. <laughs> We're the normal ones. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of a neat little anecdote. Well, but we just said we're on an island. Oh yeah. yeah. So you're on a damn island. Mm-hmm. You've gathered a bunch of debris from all these different films. You have to take a, a real corker from this. Well, can I clarify something? Yeah. Did Daddy notice? <laughs> um, what would you take? I mean, it's the, the, one thing that's attractive from this movie is its length. I might, I might think about the taking. <laughs> you're getting length. more and more abstract <laughs> with the things you take on these islands. Well. And I've already got a fucking uh, the frail form of a defeated boy, so I can't take Paul. That's not true. You could take. Well, don't start a collection. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Are you talking about it? You're talking about um, what's his name? I got little fucking Georgie. Georgie, Georgie's frail form. <laughs> um, God, so many fucking badass things in this movie. Yeah. You, do you, would you take the swarm? No. That would be a, that would be a mistake, probably. Yeah, no. So much for that island. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And you can't. I see. It's a shame that you got that tattoo because that would have been a nice totem. I know. Well, you can take it. No. 
Um, well, I'm gonna flip through my notes here. See if I did, did I circle anything that's. I mean, the trash can certainly seems. I think I. You know what? Mm -hmm. I use a body pillow. You know, one those long ass pillows. Mm -hmm. I just got me a body pillow from this movie. Oh, no, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah, they're wrenching from Slim Pickens' poor hands. Yeah, well, Slim Pickens is not among us anymore. He is not. Um, it's the right shape and size. You know, I'm going to cuddle like. that fucking leather bag yeah. in the sweet hours. Yeah. So Why not? I, I got Mark. I got a, a Mark pillow. <gasps> oh. Nuclear man. <laughs> Mark pillow. Yeah. Hell yeah. I had one, and you made me forget it. I had a good one here. Daddy notice? Daddy did notice. Um, oh. So in the in this, it'd be it'd be it'd be a tough. You know, I wouldn't take a. I was thinking about taking the poison pellet, one of the little tiny poison <laughs> yeah. pellets. I'm not gonna do that. In the movie, <clears throat> Fred McMurray shows up to the school, and he's got he's calling on his uh, paramour. Mm -hmm. He's showing up with flowers. He wants to woo. And not if my character in the movie could help it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, a kid gets all up in his face. And That's he's right. He's licking a gigantic lollipop. That's right. And just staring at him. And Fred McMurray's unnerved. Right. I As thought he's not... I don't think he feels it. I, I thought he does a great job of being No, really I think he's unnerved that he's in the movie and he has <laughs> to deal with this. This is his last movie. He has to deal with this shit scene. Yeah. You know, he's certainly... And um, the kid just kind of looks at him and then he... Fred Murray tries to break eye can contact and the kid gets up in his face licking this lollipop. The kid, kid is later stung to oblivion <laughs> and they show the bees on the lollipop. Yes. Uh, on the ground. I would take the lollipop. Uh, so that's a good... That's a win. With the bees on it, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, but they'd probably be dead because they get stuck on that damn lollipop yeah. and they can't get away. But I would take that lollipop. That's pretty cool. Where'd you put it? One lick a year. That's what I'd allow myself. Yeah, yeah. That's how I'm with Georgie. And I'd lick it till I get. Oh god, damn it! I would lick it till I get to the B part, and then I <laughs> then I then I'd whinge it into the ocean. <laughs> Inside the dark oh, You can let it away and smooth 
Get all the Beatles They could bring a body to dust in ours A unicorn just like life Be going, I transform. 